Hey companions, uh, this is Peter. And this is Tom. And this is a pre-recorded episode from our former feed, TV Ape My Brain. So uh, this episode is still there, but we decided to put these on Cobra Kai Companion, so that way you guys get to hear all the stuff that we have done previously. Yes. Basically, it's the same uh, Tom and Peter, same show, just a little bit more directly uh, fed to you. And here it is. Welcome to another episode of TV Ate My Brain, the official TV podcast of Core Temp Parts, and I am Peter, also host of Podstalgic. And I am Tom, also host of Jake and Tom Conquer the World. And this is another bonus episode, and Tom, what do we have for them today? Uh, I was very, very, very fortunate enough to score press passes to this year's Motor City Comic Con held in Novi, Michigan. And wouldn't you know it, one of the guests was one William Zabka. I've heard of now, him. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you may have even heard of one of his little projects that he's got going on uh, the YouTube somewhere or other. Very, very little. Yes. <laughs> uh, William was a uh, very busy guy all weekend long. Uh, as you would imagine, his booth at the convention was swarmed with uh, potential Cobra Kai members. Uh, so the only time I had to really get a chance to actually speak to him was the, uh, the panel that he had on Saturday afternoon. Uh, and a funny story, uh, goes along with me going to that panel. Uh, I posted in the Facebook group for our, co- our coverage of Cobra Kai that I was the first one in line for that panel. Turns out the reason why I was the first in line was because I was at the wrong door. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, luckily enough, uh, Jake happened to walk by. He uh, ridiculed me, called me all kinds of names I probably shouldn't repeat in public. And then we uh, eventually found the right group. Uh, again, fortunately enough, I wasn't that far back. Uh, and I just happened to have my recorder with me. And that's what we're going to listen to uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, but it was it was kind of funny. Prior to this, I, I, I'm you know sending... You know, you a a text saying, "Hey, if you can ask William Zapka one question, what would it be?" And I'm expecting you to just send me a text. Next thing I know, my phone's blowing up with you calling right away. <laughs> yes, uh, and not only did I get a chance to uh, uh, ask your question, I managed to ask one of my own, and I even gave a uh, hidden little shout out uh, to this show. Not by name, but I, I definitely alluded to it. Oh, very nice, very nice. So, and without further ado, here is that panel. Probably just kick off. You got a new show. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, having a student kick Daniel in the face. That's how I always saw it. You know, of course, you know, the, watching the movie and the way it's charged and it's Daniel's story, it's the Karate Kid's world, Johnny's the bad guy, and he had it coming to him. So, you know, but for years when I would watch that ending, I, mean, I still felt it emotionally, the kick, you know, like, I only could see it through my eyes. Years later, 10, you know, 15 years later, I started watching it like, you know, the fans did, and uh, I'm like, yeah, he's kind of a jerk, you know? <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I see that. But I mean, I really was dug into my point of view on it, and that's just what you do as an actor to find a, a door into a character, so you can bring yourself to the character. And that's what I did. So then Cobra Kai came along, and then it really opened that door up. And it's, just, it's a lot of fun to do it that way. See, now through Johnny's point of view, and, you know, well, those shades of gray. Like, Karate Kid, there's a good guy and a bad guy. But, you know, it's, it, in, the, in the Cobra Kai, there's more shades of gray. It's like, you can look at it through any angle and be on somebody's team and see it. And it's more about humanity and it's placed it today. And that's why it's exciting to do it and why we chose to do it now in this way. And I think why it's worth it. It's not just a nostalgic trip, but it's actually a story set today with these characters that we all grew up on, including me, you know. So as an actor, short answer. <laughs> as an actor, what was different for you with Cobra Kai preparing for the role of Johnny versus you know when three or four years ago? Yeah, when, when you were it's completely down. different. Like when when the when the guys that created the show who wrote Harold Kumar and Hot Tub Time Machine, which I was in Hot Tub, so I knew Josh Heel, one of the writers. I met John and uh, and Hayden um, for Harold Kumar, and they came up with this amazing angle on this whole pitch for it. But when I, after we left the meeting and they told me about the story, I thought, okay, who would Johnny be to me today? So I'm like, well, for sure he'd have Tommy, Bobby, Dutch, and Jimmy around him, and, you know, he'd do this and this. They're like, no, they stripped him of everything. So he has no friends. You know, he lives in an apartment by himself. He's got no girlfriend. Doesn't even, I'm like, can you have a dog? Can you have a goldfish? Like, and he's just like, they completely put him on this desert island of misery and despair. And that was a really difficult place to go as an actor because, especially for this character who I like love, and it's like they just took him in the back and beat him up, and then they go, "Here he is, go play him," you know. And I'm like, "Wow, he's like in the bottle, and he's you know he's drinking and driving, and he's got a mouth on him, and you know, so all of that was stuff that I had to keep check. But you know, um, you know, Johnny's a character I portray and personify, and you know, there's a piece of Johnny in me, so I just had to push away like 99 points percent of who I really am and find this and it was an amazing amazing role and a challenge and one of the best things you can play as an actor as an anti-hero who's got flaws that you you know you're with and with not like you know you're not sure if you should root for him or root against him he's human you know and that was exciting to play and in this format in a long format you know like a streaming thing where you can go 10 episodes 20 in next seasons the story can really play out and the, and the characters can breathe because one thing I said was, why don't we just make a movie and just do Cobra Kai the movie? And you're like, well, then it's done in two hours and you can't explore all this stuff. So I'm like, okay, so so that's where that's where. It was. So it was hard to step back into the skin and put the gi on. I mean, it was like really like I did not want to put the gi on. <laughs> and I was, I did, and I'm like, man, why is he going? And my thing was, why is he going back to the snake that bit him, man? Why is he opening up Cobra Kai again? You know, I mean, that's he learned his lesson. Why would he go back that way? The doors locked. Um, but as you see in the show, Johnny's uh, struggling and, and he finds a reason in this kid that he's trying to help. And all Johnny has is this, the one thing that worked in his life, for better or worse, was Cobra Kai and the way he was trained. So he's trying to do his best to apply it, and, uh, but he's stepping into some dangerous waters, as you know, so you can see at the end of the show.
It, do you see any parallel between when you were on the first movie and you had guys like Marty as almost a mentor to you, where now you have this younger generation of actors? Are you mentoring them at this point? As actors or as actors? Oh, I think so, yeah. I mean, that's the, the whole Karate Kid was, it's all about relationships and really about absent father. I mean, if you go to the core of it, it's Daniel had no dad, and as we know now, Johnny really had no dad. And who's going to who's gonna be the influence in your life? And if Johnny had met Miyagi, maybe he would have turned into Daniel Russo. And if Daniel Russo tripped into the Cobra Kai dojo, you know, he would just be more of himself. <laughs> See, when he's here, he gets to combat that. It's like I get to take some shots. <laughs> but as the actors, yeah, I mean, it's fun. You know, the, the kids, I love kids. I was a counselor, and you know, I'm a river up guy in the summer sometimes. And, you know, so, uh, you know, to mentor kids, I, you know, it's a really cool thing. So for, and, and the bully situation, now, that's real in our, in our world today. And I talked to a lot of kids, and I've done a lot of, a few meetings with uh, anti-bully type things with a thousand kids in the room. Unbelievable what they're dealing with. And, you know, and it's not like our day to the dads in here when it was like, you know, you have to scrap in the schoolyard and, you know, you go home, it's over. It's like now it lives forever online and it's, and you can't see it, it's invisible and they're getting messages on Instagram that they'll never tell you about. It's like a knife in their heart, you know, and uh, it's, it's awful. So, you know, Johnny isn't, he's not up to times. He isn't even aware about that. And I love that about the character because he gets home and fresh from an old school point of view. And, and apply old school things that actually are missing in our world today in a way. You know, we're so PC and everything. So my dad taught me to fight when I was five, ten, five years old to ten years old. It just I lived in New York and he'd, he'd bring me in the basement and tell me to punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted me to know what he's like, I just want you to know what it feels like. And I'm not advising this to dads or kids and I'm not to anybody. But um, you know, that was something, you know, he you know, now you can really you know, talk about that today. You know, and get a problem in a schoolyard. It's like you know, hands to yourself. You know, tell the teacher. You know, my day was like you know, you dealt with it. And I'm not advocating for violence or for, for fighting at all. It's a complete opposite. So, but in a show like this, where there's kids that are dealing with that, and then you see where Johnny, as a character, came from, and how he overcame that. He's doing his best to help his kids. Um, but the, you know, we'll see if, if the Cobra Kai is. Uh, is the full answer to that, or if there's some yin and yang in, in the Miyagi Bell coming in, we'll see. So, not only starring in, in Cobra Kai, you were also executive producer on the show. What what does that role encompass for you? Well, that's when the guys came to me with the pitch. They basically, the three writers came, called me, said they had an idea. We had lunch. I said, sure. I thought it was something completely else, and then they pitched the story. And um, and then they, I said, okay, I'm in, I'm in. What's next? They said, we gotta go get Ralph. I said, okay, good luck. <laughs> and I always say this, but I said, make sure he eats a lot of broccolini, because that's a secret of his youth. So I'm going to do a restaurant with some broccolini. And, uh, you know, and Ralph called me a few days later and said, wow, you know, this is a, I actually answered the phone. I was expecting this call. <laughs> and he goes, so yeah, these guys, they really have something here, I think. And then, so we talked about it, and then we get everybody pulled off. And we said, okay, we're going to all go out as a team. Um, and the one thing that was great about the writers and producers that came to me, was that I said, well, you know, to do something with Johnny Lawrence and Daniel in the Karate Kid world, you can't just do that. You know, there's people that own the rights to this. And Overbrook, Will Smith's company, owned the rights to Karate Kid now. So I said, okay, so they got Will Smith's company to sign off on it. Sony signed off on it. Jerry Weintraub produced the original movie. So they had everybody behind it already. So I said, wow, so this is real. So I said, okay, so um, 
Now it's time for us to team up. And then the five of us with Sony and Overbrook went out to uh, a bunch of pitches. And we separate pitched to YouTube, to Netflix, to Hulu, to Amazon, to HBO. And basically pitched all over town. And YouTube Red pretty much bought it in the room. They were the most excited. They said, we want this right now. And then they pitched back why it makes sense there. And they were great from the beginning. And uh, that was the deal we made. So yeah, that's, that's so becoming an executive producer here. You know, shepherding it along, and then of course you have a voice as far as how it's going creatively to some extent. So, what was the uh, what was the thought process be behind movie versus series, and you know why YouTube versus say a, you know a, a network? Well, uh, I mean, it's kind of said it before, but if it was a movie, it would have been over in two and a half hours. You know, um, which I thought was a great idea. Let's just do a film. Um, but to do it this way, it's longer form, so you can characters out better. And then, um, and as far as being a network show, uh, it wouldn't have been, it's a little more uh, mainstream, I think, than the rating of it, because it's more nebulous of what this is rated. It wouldn't work on standards and practices on a network television show. We've been locked down, so it's definitely a cable show, at least. Um, cable or streaming. So we went to everybody, and you know, we went with the right, the right people. And I think, uh, how many people here had the Netflix, or I'm sorry, the, uh, the YouTube subscription before the show? How many have it now? Uh, that's, that, that's the power of the show, is showing what can be done in streaming. And, and it, it's amazing uh, what, what's done there. Um, I do want to open it up to, uh, to questions. Sure. So, um, you have, you have a question? Step to the mic, yeah? You don't have to, you can answer. Yes, Step up to the mic. <laughs> Shine the light on that lady. Hello. Hi. Um, I want to ask you about something else. Uh, you were in The Equalizer with Edward Woodward and a lot of other really famous people. Can you tell some stories about that? I'm really interested in what he was like because I always admired him. Yeah, I did too. He was, he, I mean, Lawrence Olivier was one of the best actors of all time, said that he was the best actor of all time. I mean, he was that good. He was an amazing actor. I was, you know, I was coming out of the teen movies at that time. I did a bunch of movies and to get cast on a dramatic show like The Equalizer with Edward Woodward and Robert Mitchum and Shirley Knight, some great actors. It was really um, acting school for me, in a way, working with that caliber of actors. And, um, you know, we, we clicked right away. He came a lot like I played his son, so we kind of had that relationship. And uh, he was just super, uh, super supportive and, and encouraging to me as a young actor along the way. Um, you know, kind of stories, I don't know, uh, just, uh, just every time I saw him, he had a smile on his face, and you know, we shot in New York, which is where I was from. Um, so it was just a, it was a great, great show. Well, you know, the, what he said at the end of the line after Lawrence Olivier said he was the best actor, yeah. Edward Woodward said, yeah, that he always says that when he wants people to do stuff for free. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Yeah. That's your right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that question. It's great. Hi, uh, I did a little bit of research on you uh, prior to this, and I found out that not only are you involved behind the scenes, but you're in fact an Oscar-nominated writer. Uh, is there any chance that we can get more work from you behind the camera as a director or writer, maybe even prior to, uh, maybe even with uh, Cobra Kai? 
Yeah, um, I'm a filmmaker too. That's what I've been mostly doing. I, I produced and wrote a, a short film that we filmed in Europe, and it was nominated for an Academy Award. Um, I'm also a director. Directed lots of uh, commercials, music videos. Rascal Flatts is like one of my main people. I nominated for CMT Video of the Year this year, actually, for one of their songs called Yours If You Want It. Check it out. Charlie and, and Christy Swanson star in that, so that's really fun. And um, yeah, and, uh, and a number of other things. Um, I did a couple documentaries, um, one on Uganda, one on Swaziland, some heavy topics. Um, so yeah, definitely, as a filmmaker, I love it. And that's what I was happy doing, and I really was, uh, I'm happy doing either. Uh, but uh, waiting for the right parts, and then when I'm, yeah, there'll be more for me in the directing room for sure. And real quick, uh, what do you think was going through Johnny's mind when he realized that Daniel was the one that jacked up his rent? <laughs> <laughs> what was going through his mind? Coors Banquet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thank you, man. Uh, Sensei. Yes, sir. May I please have a picture with you? <laughs> That's the question? Yes. Sure. Yes. Not right now, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> Has anyone ever stepped to you and tried to tussle with you just because of your, your role or, you know, they just yes. wanted to mess with you? Yes, and I just say, I'd love to fight you, but I have a really bad grant. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's a life of back to school for those kids that are in your room. <laughs> Thank you. No, no, not really. Curiosity, to follow up on that, did you continue doing karate after? Yeah, I did. I trained for like five years after the film, and then did a couple karate movies where I got to train with some of the best Artists. I was really blessed and lucky to work with Pat Johnson, who was the guy that trained me for the whole Karate Kid. He was like a world champion. Um, and taught me right. If you get the Karate Kids, get them a good school, make sure you get the right school. Because you can learn bad habits and they're hard to train. So I was fortunate to have great trainers to, to, to do that. So yeah, trained for a long time. Hey, enjoying the show. I, want, I wanted to say this before I ask my question. I thought back in your Karate Kid days, if they ever made an FF movie, you would be an excellent human torch. <laughs> Have you ever got that? Thank you very much. What, that, what about me makes you? You're blonde <laughs> and, and, fire. and you're cocky. <laughs> so, uh, or you could have been a good Captain America since you had the moves. Oh, thank you so much. That's sweet. Now, yeah. okay, for those who haven't seen the whole show, I'm going to spoil the ending. No, wait, wait, no, 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 no. Gotcha, okay. Sure, I could do that. Now, for the next season, well, it seems, let me ask this. Okay. The show begins, it's Johnny's Redemption, and then it seems to go in the final episode to, no, I'm not spoiling anything, the cycle of violence repeats itself. Um, is that accurate, would you say? Well, they're going to the karate tournament, so yeah. that's the, you know, that's, they're not bringing it on the streets, so they're keeping it contained in the, in the karate tournament, whether they're doing the plane clean or not, uh, it's up for the audience to decide. Just look on your face in that one scene, like, oh God, poor Johnny. Yeah. You know, it's like you won and yet you didn't at the same time, so. Yeah, no spoilers though, right? Yep, no sir. That's <laughs> shutting up about that now. The only other thing I will ask is for season two, lots of rumors going around that Elizabeth Shue is coming back, even Hillary Swank. 
Can you confirm any of that, or? Uh, we, there's no, I, I can't confirm anything right now. Okay, you're no fun. <laughs> <laughs> You want to see whoever's coming back in a, in a trailer. You want to be surprised when that happens. You exactly. Know, you know, through that. You know, it, it, it's more fun. Go for the ride. You know, it's like, I think, I think. Plus, I have no idea. <laughs> Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Thanks for the questions. Uh, is there any chance of, in uh, the future of the show, Danny and Johnny teaming up to... Pull Mr. Miyagi moment where they take down a bunch of thugs to protect There's a couple a chance of anything in the next <laughs> <laughs> point. And my other question is uh, actually, no, you already said no, you wouldn't uh, show me any karate moves. <laughs> Just because we're not awesome enough, you won't show us any karate moves. Oh, are you asking me? Yeah. You know what I did? I, I, the last time I did that was at an elementary school. Oh. A bunch of kids. It was an assembly, and they asked me to do a kick, so I did a jumping spin heel kick and literally ripped my jeans from knee to knee. Now you're making me want to see more. I'm not stretched, and I'm not wearing pants. But, yeah. <laughs> I, I understand that much. I'm not wearing the right pants. So, okay, hi. Um, one, my question is, uh, one of my favorite things about your character is how, like you said, he's not PC, and how, like, in certain scenes, how he basically shuts down uh, anyone who tries to, like, push an agenda or anything like that. So my question is, whose idea was that to make your character like that? That's the writers. Writers? That's the writers, yeah. Oh, yeah, they, 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 they dip their great, man. These guys are, I mean, unbelievable. They're, and they're fans, so that was what was great about these guys, is they came out as fans of the film, but they're great storytellers, so. Yeah. A real quick question too. That scene where you were with uh, Ralph Macchio in the car in the I don't I guess I'm, I don't know if uh, this is it out. Should I I don't know if it. But anyways, that scene you know what I'm talking about with the yeah, music and all that. How did how did that like how did you feel about that? Because when I saw that, uh -huh. I like when I back when I, back in the day when I watched Karate Kid, I never thought that would happen. So when I saw that, I was like, wow. Yeah. Like you guys were together. And, it was fun. I was looking forward to that whole episode. I don't want to comment too much for people haven't seen it. It's funny, you know, when we talk about the Karate Kid, you can assume everybody's seen it, and I'll say anything, but with the show, it's still so fresh, I don't want to, I don't want to okay. comment too much on things, but I, I, I know what you're talking about, and that was fun to do, and uh, I think it's really great. I think the one thing that you can say without spoiling anything is that there are moments like what he's referencing in the show that literally are going to make you laugh out loud, and that just will make you smile ear to ear from the pure joy of having that nostalgia of what happened thinking you're going to know what happens, and sometimes it does, but then you flip the script and go, nope, you don't know. And so those moments, like what he's talking about, that, it, yeah, if you haven't seen it, you guys, you have to say happy. There's, there's no choice after this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, you said you do a lot of work with anti-bullying uh, campaigns and things. I just kind of wanted to ask, are you as... I guess I'd say oblivious to PC speak as your character because that sound is hilarious. <laughs> you mean like when I talk, when you say that again, am I as oblivious to PC speak? No, but I agree with a lot of it, you know? I mean, that's two different questions, PC and the bullying thing, which one do you mention? Uh, you mean in that context, like talking in that to in that context? Does, oh do you no, ever... I, no, I'm not Johnny Lawrence in those meetings. No. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think it'd be very effective, man. It sounds like it'd be something. I think it would get through. What's up? Start acting as Johnny Lawrence in all those anti-bullying ones. <laughs> Dude, you would just come out with a whole totally uniform. 
Yeah. Just come up and be like, no, don't be pussies. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully this isn't a spoiler for anybody yet, but the end of the original movie. Okay. <laughs> I just, this is no question, really, I just want to say thank you for including a scene from, in the first episode, so no spoiler, the greatest movie of the 80s, Iron Eagle. Yeah. I love what everybody has done, the writers and every, the whole creative team with, throwing in those tidbits from the 80s. I got the same feeling like watching the new Deadpool. Just when you get those little throwbacks yeah. and, you know, Cobra Kai has been one 10 episode ride. So, awesome. really appreciate the way you guys have done that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm not sure how many views the whole series has got. I have not watched it all, so thanks for stopping spoilers. But how many did they expect? I saw like 23 million on the first episode already last I seen, but what was the number they projected? That, I think it's blown everybody's expectations. It's over 30 million now in less than two weeks, so it's more than we ever imagined. Yeah, um, they're very excited, happy about it. That's why we got renewed. It got renewed in seven days, and they usually wait two months before they even you know announce something like that. They called us up and said, "All right, guys, this is this is uh, unbelievable." So. That's one of the really big differences, I think, with the YouTube service versus Netflix or Hulu or any of the rest. You can physically see how many people are watching. I mean, the group is right there. Yeah. And so that's going to be nice for you, though, too, like getting instantaneous feedback from everyone to know, is this working? And you can go, yeah, it's working. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> it's so interactive, and you can leave comments and you know, and I mean, that's what's amazing. I mean, the Karate Kid, if it came out in the day of social media, I just wonder what would happen to that as far as people talking about it and stuff. But, like, yeah, anything else. Like, I did How We Met Your Mother, you know. And I get, you know. Awesome. It wasn't, a thing, it wasn't a streaming show or anything. It was a network television show. And, you know, uh, you hear about it, somebody, whatever. But this has somehow brought the community together. And I think what's so great about this movie and actually about the platform it's on which I think is so rare and timely, is that in the old days when you saw the movies, we were all in the theater together and it was a joint experience, right? Like half the fun of Karate Kid when you saw the theater was everybody, you know, experiencing it at the same time, cheering, doing whatever, you know? And <clears throat> miss that, I think, in, in the cinema today, I do. There's not so much interaction, there's like, like craziness like that, but like online, somehow this, uh, this show is reminiscent of that time and through social media, it's like a community, so everybody's connected watching it, and they're commenting on this and that, and bringing it into Facebook. So in a way, it's make, it's it, for me, it's really much seems like it's like the old days in the sense of it's an experience that everybody's sharing together, and that's great. It starts with us, so it's really cool. It's really cool. I did a podcast about it. Oh, you did? Yeah. See, there you go. Thank you. Oh, we like Oh, they, yeah. <laughs> Okay, since you brought it up, is the course banquet a personal preference? And uh, do you guys get free beer now? <laughs> that was just a, a story point that they wrote in, and I thought it was great. And ironically, my dad drank Coors when I grew up, so I dug it. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, I don't know how much thought went into it. But that seems to be a beer John's choice. Yeah. So it's like, going to move up, but why is it a Is it a beer John's choice now? Uh, well, you know, I'm not going to give it away, but that was I wasn't actually drinking real beer. I had to go off topic here, but not super knowledgeable on Karate Kid stuff, but there's one movie I do absolutely remember you from. 
it was back to school in the 80s with Ron Dangerfield. I was just curious if you had any fond memories from that time making that movie. I love making that movie. I would say if I had to make something again, almost anything in my career, it would be back to school again because it was as much fun making it as it was to watch. I mean, it was just comedy, you know. We were on location in Madison, Wisconsin at a college, and it was just like a big frat park. I mean, Dangerfield and Sam Kinison and Robert Downey Jr. and, you know, this is one of his first things. And um, I met uh, Rodney in an elevator. And I hadn't met him yet, and they cast me, and I got to the hotel. And I remember pulling my suitcases, and he was, all of a sudden, there's Rodney Dangerfield in a row. <laughs> like, hey, Rodney, how you doing? I said, I'm Billy Zapka playing chess. He goes, yeah, yeah, I know you are. I know you are. Good. <laughs> and I said, what are you doing in your robe? He goes, ah, oh, I got to get to the sun. I got to get the pot out of my lungs. Because <laughs> you, you're young, you can handle it. And, uh, that's how I met him. And then after that, we became like really good friends out the, in, the, in the makeup chairs. You know, he would tell me stories. Like, I'm laying naked in my back. Oh, my daughter comes home. I'm like, what do you mean? Of course I'm laying naked. It's my house. You Christmas cards, you know, you went to everybody's trailer, you Christmas, I gave him a Christmas card, and I didn't know he even got it, but at the wrap party, he was in Malibu, and we were, all these tables set up, and he was sitting at the, you know, one table over there, Milk dinner, he came over and tapped my shoulder, and he goes, I just want you to know how much that Christmas card meant to me, nobody ever gives me Christmas cards, you know, thanks, you know, it was good, so he's sweet, and, uh, and uh, yeah, there's some other fun stories about that. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say too much. But it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> um, so, first of all, thank you. I think all of us could just say thank you. But um, it's um, interesting, like, your first discussion of the role of Karate Kid as an actor, I was hearing echoes of Barney Stinson's interpretation of the movie. Yeah. So I was wondering, I mean, you did, like, quite a few episodes of that show, like, how that process was. Like, were you a fan of it before? Did, like, Carter and Craig reach out to you and... Yeah, what was your experience with yeah, playing yourself of, and not a parody? Yeah, I was I was a fan of the show already, and I knew they had been playing with this idea that Barney liked, you know, considered Johnny. That at one point, in like season five, they I think they wanted a poster of me, and I was so excited to give him a poster for Barney's like childhood in the closet, you know, like oh, I'm gonna be in the poster on the show, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, Carter and Craig reached out and uh, and asked if I wanted to do an episode, and of course, being that show, I thought yes. So I said yes right away, and then I said, send me the script. And then if you saw the show in the first episode, I'm a clown. <laughs> they didn't tell me that. I have no lines the whole time. You know, it's basically a joke, the whole movie thing. And the very end, he takes his, his thing off um, and has this moment. But I said, sure, I'll do it. And I actually loved it so much. And then Ralph joined, and it was really fun because, you know, we had a good time together. But I actually wanted to do the clown so well. Um, that I went to, like, went to online clown school <laughs> on YouTube. It was like Bar uh, Ruling Brothers of Barnum Billy Circus Clown thing, you know? It was a whole program I went to. And um, it was awesome, man. I loved it. And I didn't have to act. I had to use my voice. I got to, you know, just make funny faces and, you know, and this and that. Use your body and express yourself. And it's really good. It's like being a mime. And if an, as an actor, it's an amazing thing to do. Um, and, uh, just to, just to animate yourself and your body stuff. So that was great. I would come home from uh, from rehearsals with balloons, wrapping up little things, and my kid, my Michael, my little boy, with that point was like five, 
and I was making all these different animals. He said, Daddy, make me this, make me that, make me this, make me that. We're on my bed, we got like every kind of stuff, balloon, right? And then he looks at me, he has no idea what I do for a living, right? And he looks at me and goes, Daddy, are you a clown? <laughs> Yeah, buddy, I'm a clown. He goes, oh. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> but it was great. And then playing myself on the show after that, I didn't know it was only supposed to be one episode. And uh, the feedback was fun and great. And then they said, we're going to bring you back for season nine. And I had no idea what they were going to do with the character, um, the character of me, you know. But on that show with those people and that group of writers, um, you just do it and you trust it. And... I was really happy for it. It was really a lot of fun to do comedy and work with Neil and all those actors. I mean, they were just, it was amazing. Really. Yeah, so. Great, thank you. Thanks for the question. Yeah. And I'm not a clown. (laughs) Speaking of comedy, um, I mean, just because of the the way that that Johnny's character is in Cobra Kai, even though it's technically serious, there's a lot of, like I said, laugh out loud moments together. What's it like going from you know such a serious role the first one to actually having to, to kind of focus on the comedic timing so that it doesn't come across as flat as an actor? Yeah, or spoofy. I mean, really, you just have to dive into the material and um, block yourself out to the irony of what you're saying or what you're doing. <laughs> you know, you can't play for jokes. You just play it honest. I mean, and if the if the writing is good, it always comes down to writing. It's all about that. So the writing was good, and I just had to commit to those moments, and um, some of it was absurd. Some of the things he said did was, I mean, I thought, come on, really? You know, the billboard, come on, right? <laughs> you know? But, you know, you commit to those moments, and um, and it's, uh, it plays as comedy. Was there much ad living uh, on set? Or was some. It- mostly it was scripted. There, was, uh, there, was, there were things I threw in, though. Any particular that you want to mention without spoiling? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. There's a lot of things along the way. But it was, it was scripted. We've got time for maybe one or two more questions if anybody does want to hop up on them. Um, while, while they're going, I mean, the, one other question I wanted to quick hit on before we too is you mentioned back to school and there was just one of the guys and all that. What, was it difficult to transition out of that kind of bad boy bully role, um, you know, from going a little bit forward in your career? It was more that, I guess, I mean, I never, I, when I did, I did Karate Kid, and then I did just, I did European Vacation, uh, no, yeah, European Vacation, and I did just one of the guys, and then I was doing the Equalizer, and then they offered me back to school. And I remember Edward Woodward, this is one of the great stories about him, was I said, I'm getting another movie offer to play another villain in a movie, and he said, there's three reasons you take a movie. He says, one, the money's good, two, uh, the people you're working with are three parts so good you do it for free. So I, uh, I did that one. I took it for a few reasons to that one. And then, uh, then I did it. And, um, but then, you know, it was a college, high school and college character. And I guess, yeah, there's a transition that comes in. Um, but I never, I mean, I enjoyed every minute of everything. And you're just thankful as an actor to work. So, you know, I think perception is like, oh, if you're, if you're current, you're, you know, you're successful. It's not that at all, man. The success is in the valleys. The success is when you're not making it. That's where you learn, you know. It's not these moments, even this one right now. You know, I'm on a show, it's hot, it's great. You know, but there's a lot of battles along the way that make you. And that's what life's about. That's where you dig down and get character. And you can bring something to a role. So, 
you know, as far as the, the, the optics of you know my career, like, well, you had a dip. I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> you know, after I did that, I went to film school, and I went to guitar school, and I played, I'm a guitar player. And, you know, those successes are measured by the world, they're measured by, you know, yourself. And, um, you the know, only difference is whether or not. So, yeah, so I think, you know, I'm really, like, my parents, I, mean, I was raised in the television and film business, um, and my dad always said, you know, don't take it seriously, you know, have fun with it. So uh, I always treated it like a hobby, you know, but it wasn't my source of identity or my source of joy um, or anything. It's just, you know, so it's true, though. And, uh, and you got to keep the feeling, guys. So the same group of friends I had since I was five years old, you know, my family, that's it. It's like family, friends, and, you know, find something you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And uh, that's the idea anyway. But, you know, it hasn't always been that way. Sometimes you get lucky and you get a good moment. We'll take these three and then they're... I'll be quick, I promise. I was just wondering if when you guys were talking about making Cobra Kai, if you realized or talked about how it's going to open up Karate Kid to a whole new generation. Because if you look around, there's so many kids in here that probably have never even seen Karate Kid before the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we imagine it would, it would bring interest back to it, and it's exciting to see that. Because uh, my three girls love it, and now they love Karate Kid, yeah, so... Wait, your what girls? My three girls. Oh, your three oh. girls. I thought you said your three-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> no, my three girls. <laughs> yeah, 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 the, the three girls love it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, it's fun. You know, it's, it's, it is opening it back up to people re, re-exploring the original film and these characters. It's really about the characters in the story, and really the bottom line is what this is about is mentorship and parenting and making your way in this world. It's all the things that we're all, we all deal with as humans. And, and to be able to play through these characters and these voices is, uh, is timely and cool and exciting. And, and I'm thrilled to do it because it's something I'm passionate about and I love, I love what it's, it's doing and saying. And I think people are relating to it, you know, in some way. And as an artist, that's why you do it. That's why you want to do it. As an actor, you want to touch people, you want to move people. Want to inspire them, you know, or make them hate you because they hate the virtue that you're representing, whatever it is. So it's a good, it's a good. Thank you. Thanks. Hi, um, I'm on episode eight, and I look forward to season eight. And uh, everyone, <laughs> season eight, everyone I know, my daughters and all my friends, uh, and all my 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 fellow students at our dojo, we love the show. Awesome. So we do have a. I do have a question. There's a really complex character development for Johnny at his current state. How much of that did you talk to the writers about? How to unroll and how to evolve? Um, well, it's two things. You have the script and the writing, and it could be played in a certain direction, and it could be it could come one way. But what's the magic, I think, of the, of the marriage between the creative and, and, and us, the actors, is that you come at it with a certain perspective and a thing. So. Um, I bring in my own inner life and my own heart, my own thoughts to it that are invisible, that are on the page, and you marry that with the script. So um, the uh, the struggle is uh, it's you know it's 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 like good writing and and then you bring yourself to it. Um, so I don't know, am I answering your question? Yes, you are. It's, I don't know how you do it, but everyone the it, the character is so alive. We know you're a real person in real life playing somebody else, but yeah. we no, have we have to imagine there's a little bit of you in there too. No, there's a lot of me in there. He exists. I mean, Johnny exists in me. I mean, he did. You know, it's like I've carried him around for 34 years. Um, it's nice to get to tell the side of the story, but he's you know he's got a lot of work to do still. And the last thing is, 
I've studied martial arts my whole life, and all my dojo mates, we, we have watched all the movies, and we've watched Cobra Kai up to different points, and we all say this universally about the original movie. You looked like a martial artist who had studied his whole life. That's Absolutely. Thank you. That's attributed to, to my training, Pat Johnson. Uh, and the fact that you said you learned karate for the movie is stunning. That's right. all. Yeah, thank you. You know Master Pat Johnson? Who has um, I don't know personally, but we know of him. You, know, you can't study martial arts without knowing him. I mean, he, he, thank God for him. I mean, I, I, was, I, came, he, I was clay, and he molded me. I mean, he literally built the physicality, the mentality, that you know, mechanics of Johnny Lawrence from the ground up, and he did it. I had no idea what he was doing when he's bending my legs in certain positions, and, you know, making me go home limping and wobbly need and get my leg up higher and higher and higher every day. I mean, I thought he was going to rip my, my hamstring sometimes. He knew exactly how much pressure to put on. He knew exactly how to dial in and, and get, you know, he just, he just was like this. He was like a puppeteer. And it lasted. It stuck. And then I trained for years after with him and with others. And, uh, but it, it was all attributed to him. And good camera work, <laughs> good editing. <laughs> you know, it was all fake, though, you know. But amazing, thank you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Thank you. Hi. So, um, again, congratulations on season two being signed. And the, uh, what I loved about the uh, show was all actually, all the different storylines in the storyline. There's um, downfalls of characters, the rising of characters, um, father and son conflicts, bullying, uh, even Romeo and Juliet style um, uh, storylines. There, um, can we expect more like multilateral storylines involved, or are you going to focus uh, specifically on a few of those storylines in season two? I, I think both. That there'll be there'll be new storylines coming in, um, and and there'll be some you know there'll definitely be follow up on on where we left off. No doubt about it. You know those. Especially the kids, you know, and what's going on with them. And when you say kids are uh, in 34 years later now, are you finding that you're in a kind of more of a mentorship for these kids now? Are you and Ralph looking at each other going, we're in this... the camera, I mean? Yeah, like, with both, yeah. Yeah, but these kids are awesome. I mean, they're really incredibly talented, and they don't need us, you know. It's kind of like kids and the parents. It's like, yeah, 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 you know, I got it. You know, but they're but they're super respectful, and uh, I think there's a um, there's definitely I think we're we're an example, hopefully for them. You know, I know that when I was a young actor, I looked up to the Rob Edward Woodwards and the you know the great guys I was working with to to um, you know to be an example of uh, be a respectable, honest, good actor and responsible, showing up on time and having the right attitude. People, especially young kids, can get to their heads. Not always, but it can. Um, so keep them in check and stuff. So I got my ways to keep them in check. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, Billy, I think uh, we are out of time. So on behalf of everyone here, Motor City, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, that was a lot of fun. Yes, uh, thanks again to uh, the, the fine, fine folks at Mortar City Comic Con for allowing me to uh, come in there with my equipment. Uh, thank you to uh, the moderators, the folks at CKC, and every, everyone involved. It's a great show. If you're ever in the area on the uh, second weekend of May, I definitely encourage people to attend the show. It's a lot of fun. 
Yeah, and for those that may be in the Portland, Oregon area, yeah, I don't know how uh, far this episode will reach, but you know, Rose City Comic Con is coming up in September. Already announced is William Zapka, Ralph Macchio, and Martin Cove. So, oh wow, your three leads from uh, the first Karate Kid movie, or not leads, but you know, the very uh, uh, big characters, and so they will be there uh, again. If you're in the area of Pacific Northwest, make your way down to Portland. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm gonna, uh, I'm definitely gonna try to go. So more importantly, you got to go and try and get some uh, portable recording equipment. Dang it! Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> So uh, that is it. I hope uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. If you guys get a chance, go check out them uh, if they come to your city. Uh, and tell us what you think about our questions. Yeah. Uh, now, when we're not talking about Cobra Kai, Peter, where can people find you on the interwebs? On the interwebs, uh, including Twitter and Instagram, you guys can find me at Podstalgic. And we got uh, a group page that Tom kind of mentioned earlier. Uh, it's on Facebook, and you just type in www. Cobra Kai period TVAMB group. And all of that is spelled out, even the word period, just like in the show, I think. <laughs> Yes. Uh, as far as myself, you can find me on uh, Twitter at The Drunken Dork. You can find me on Facebook, uh, a little page called Jake and Tom Conquer the Group. You can listen to me every week again on Jake and Tom Conquer the World. Find it wherever you find all of your finest uh, podcatchers. Uh, but if you have an Android phone, for God's sake, get the Couch Party app. It's free. It's amazing. And you can get every single episode of us and a whole bunch of other great shows. All right, so thank you guys for checking out the show. Hopefully you subscribe to the podcast. That way you can get the remaining few coverages that we have left. Uh, please join us in the group page and carry on the conversations. So thanks again for all of your guests' support, and we hope to hear from you soon. See you then. Try to be best, because you're only a man, and a man's got to learn to take it. Try to believe, though the going gets rough, that you got to hang tough to make it. Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.